The, the, the dream is real. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your lifestyle specialist, Kenny Burns, reporting to you live from the safest place on earth. I call it Love Land, where love is free and you can run butt naked in your own grass. You got to earth, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you saw my stories post, but you got to put your feet in the grass. And if you can, put your ass in the grass too. Roll around butt naked in your lawn. The dream is real. The, the, the dream is real. Sorry, I don't know where love that was going. Out, yeah, I, I know. I love you too. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of loving you, Sugar, I want to announce my illustrious panel of superheroes. We have a very important topic today. It's called Coming of Age. And I'm going to just get to the doctor first. Ladies and gentlemen, start your round of applause for the beautiful Dr. Sugar. Dr. Sugar, how you doing? Yes. I'm amazing. I hope you are. Yes, honey. Fabulous. And you, you teach the kids, so you are very important for this conversation. Keep those round of applause going for Teule from Round Away. Teule, what's happening, player? Man, everything is good, player. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, and without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have a former teacher now turned entrepreneur slash private dancer. Put your hands together for Coco in this motherfucker. Yes. Listen to him, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, she walk on your chest and heels for $59,225. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to start this off by saying we tired. We are tired as humans, grown humans, with some of these antics of these children. All right, it's, it's, it's getting to the point, you know, where um, I'm starting to feel like my mom and them. I am, I'm starting to feel like my mom and them. And I don't wanna feel like my mom and them cause they was judgmental and I wanna set the table. Our parents was judgmental, y'all. We just ain't with the shits, okay? Our generation just ain't gone. Which I say youngins, we ain't gone. Cause see, it's things y'all think we ain't hip to that we are. Now let me set the table cause I wanna go around this particular table with my illustrious panel of superheroes. And I wanna talk about how we were raised. Cause youngins, I'm tired of y'all not understanding the connection and why we saying the things that we saying. So let's go back. Let's go way back, back in the time. You, you, you felt that? No, baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby, no, baby. Um, I, I, I just want to say it, y'all. I was raised in a single parent home. I didn't have the father I needed to punch me in the chest and guide me in the right direction. Okay, and I'm not saying abuse me. I'm saying punch me in my fucking chest so I stopped losing my breath, almost choked to death, and just. Contemplate why am I doing this dumb shit, okay? That's what I mean by daddy in the house and not punching me in the chest, okay? My other dynamics was I had some shit going on around me that wasn't normal, but I thought it was normal. I thought your parents getting high was normal. I thought that you could stay out, you know, getting a little bit of trouble was normal. You know, I just thought the things that I was doing as a child was normal. How do y'all, do y'all feel like, because I feel like you know, we're gonna get into this coming coming of age conversation, but I just feel like they don't understand we're speaking from the most sincere and honest place we could possibly speak to them from. And I wanna say my mom, I love her to death. She loved me like no other, but she was very, as a, a matter of fact, I won't call her judgmental. She was a matter of fact. It was so a matter of fact is that you was, as a matter of fact, you're out the house at 18. And I'm gonna do whatever I can to get you to 18, as a matter of fact, okay? And that's how my life was. From the time she raised me, she was raising me to leave at 18. And it was, was that similar for y'all? It was for me. But, so Coco, speak on that though, because I feel like sometimes, and, and you and I have a lot in common with that. I mean, you had a child young too. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a child young, but I was a grown man young, I feel. I feel like I was a mm -hmm. child having to be a man. So mm -hmm. how was that for you in your household? I also came from a single parent household. My grandmother lived there as well. Mm -hmm. um, I started working at 14 years old mm -hmm. because back then, you know, my mother didn't really have the means to, I mean, she wasn't poor, right. but you know, she was hard worker. Facts. And there were some things that I wanted and I knew I wanted. And back then we could work at 14 years old. Mm. So I got me a job and the things that I wanted. And then that also relieved some of the pressure off of her, right? Because she's paying all the bills and so forth and so forth. That's right. So, and my mentality was always, hey, you become 18, you move out, get your own stuff. Yeah. And start a life. We right? was at the door. We was ready to go. Yeah, we was ready to go. I was ready to go. Now, if I would have been able to stay at home, 
I could have saved more money. Right. But I couldn't have did what I wanted to do. That's right. So since I wanted to be grown. Yeah. I had to do grown things. You wanted to bust that thing wide open. I hear you. Listen, I was on. Um, no. I was. Oh, you wasn't. Okay. Jesus. But but the but the I, listen. The point you just made that I want to share and elaborate on, and I'm coming to you, sugar, because you wasn't pushed out, um, like me and Coco. Um, but 14 years old, you could work. These motherfuckers, 25, don't want to work. They looking at people with nine to fives, like they got issues, or like you less than, or like you, you're not gonna be shit because you working. But your leeching ass, it goddamn trying to get some every two minutes. Now, mind you, listen to what I'm saying. We did it to ourselves. Cause people like us as parents, we ain't had nothing when we was y'all age. So we want y'all to not have to, me personally, my whole game was so you had to go to the street and figure it out. My whole game, whatever you want, get your ass up, go get the trash, put it inside the bin. We got wolves and shit that live in Loveland. So you got the, they gonna tear the trash up. But my point is it be the little shit. So sugar, how was it for you though, baby? Cause you weren't, you got two great parents still heavily functional in your life, but how was it for you? Cause I feel like, you know, we were judged and we had some matter of fact shit going on. Now, did we have to work when we turned 16 in the summer? Yes. During the school year? No. No. It was definitely, okay, so what do you want to do for the summer? And if you don't know, I will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and help means get in the car. We're going to fill out applications if you don't figure it out. Right. Um, when I graduated, I was 17. Um, and my parents gave us the option. You can join the military, you can work full time or you can go to school. Mm. So I chose to go to school. And I mean, I just wasn't I didn't feel like I had to leave if I did, if I wasn't ready. Right. But I wanted to leave because all of my siblings had gone to school. So I just thought that was the next thing I needed to do. Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't go bust that gun. So glad. you talking to a different sugar right now. T, how was it for you, brother? I'll be ready for retirement. <laughs> right. About this time, right? Uh, it was a little different for me. My parents did not push me out, but I mean, I graduated high school at 15. I was on the college, 15 and a half. Um, I was definitely spoiled, but my parents instilled more like character in us. So yeah. you, we didn't, there was never a point where we was like, we not working. Right. Tell me why that's a conversation, T. Why, why, you know why what? are we having conversations about working? Y'all want the immediate money right now. And they don't even think that they asking for things that are outlandish. They think the shit is normal. I think they just have too much at their like disposal. And so they just feel like, hey, I'm gonna do anything, right? Like my son is 26 and- Hold on, you got a 26 year old? I have a 30 year old actually. But my youngest son is my well, my second. Yo, son T, is. you are Benjamin Button. How the fuck old are you? <laughs> I'm 45, <laughs> man. But, but I was outside early. Wait, 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 wait. You had a child. What age is that? What don't be think? don't be doing the no, math. Don't do the math. <laughs> T, you got a 30-year-old, and I just spit on my beard. Man. This Yeah, is... I got a 30-year-old. And then so Mm. They, they are both my 30 year old my 26 year old they live with their mother um, but they are both in where it's I got different avenues right I'll do what I want to do and if I make money I make money if I don't then hey I fall back on mama yeah it doesn't make sense that it, yeah, that doesn't work for me because you would have to do something right yeah but um, she allows them to stay there though yeah absolutely and, and, and I don't want to judge by the way what's the movie that won all them Oscar awards everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once now I haven't seen it we gonna watch it together right it won a lot of Oscars the, the Asian guy that played the kid in Indiana Jones like he's in it and as an adult and they had this special on the other day that was talking about like how they were cast type so long and then they were talking about his experience with Indiana Jones and then the Goonies. I mean, he went from Indiana Jones to the Goonies and you know how big the movies was back then. Anyway, so it was a beautiful thing. But we're going to watch that together. And I'm bringing that up because of T's point. I think that cultures outside of the black community and a lot of us do it, we let our children stay. Okay? And I'm going to be honest, during the pandemic, 
I started buying some things around me because I wanted to have a compound-like effect if that was to ever happen again. I think we have had the first pandemic of our lifetime, but I don't think it's the last of our lifetime. Because the way that the things are moving is control and I don't know, with population control, all the things, so much going on, child. These are conspiracy theories, but if you read, it could be information theories too. <laughs> this is getting out of control. But the point I'm trying to make is like, I'm not really mad at them staying close but I want them to do something. I don't want them to just ask me every two minutes for something. And I listen, I have no, they finally wear my size. They don't even gotta go to the mall. They can just go into <laughs> one of my closets. It's all good, I, but you're not finna just keep asking me for shit and this shit laying around. Or oh, it's goddamn, and, and to be honest y'all, and I'm talking to some of y'all parents out there, we gotta make some hard decisions real soon. Because, you know, I've supported my, my son's hoop dreams their entire lives. Kyle's about to go be a freshman, so he has a four-year trajectory in it and, and what he's gonna figure out. But guess what? In that fourth year, we're gonna have to have some real conversations about this degree you just got and where you're gonna use it. Because there's no more, I'm not, you know, and I was telling Jessica the other day, I'm not supporting anything that's not gonna help them function in the real world. God forbid you and I go tomorrow, you have tools to use. This degree is one of them. You've seen your mother and father, you know, work hard your whole lives. You've never seen no lazy motherfuckers laying up nowhere. All you've seen is housing right. and Turks and Caicos and, and whatever. You know what I'm saying? You don't know nothing else. So if you want to live that life, here's how we've shown you how to do it. But it concerns me sometimes because they think it's just coming like that. And they think that their first dream is the dream that's going to make it all happen. I've had 2,272 dreams. Okay, I've had to adapt and adjust along the way. And it's real. Nine times out of 10, the plan you have going in is the plan that doesn't work. How do y'all feel about that? Because I need the youngest to hear like, we're not being judgmental, we're concerned. In our, in our wanting to give them a better life, we have to make sure we are not subtracting from things that they really should have, work mm. ethic. Um, you know, the ability, I tell my kids all the time, hey, put the iPad down, read a book, mm. like flip a page, do something that takes work for your mental, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and I know I failed at that early on because I was like, I don't want my kids to be in the hood, so let me move you out somewhere. And I made it look easy. So now they feel like, oh, it's easy. Yeah. Like, my dad got the money, so I can go get, like, no, bro, I just didn't tell you guys how difficult it was for you and, yes. and your mother. And so that's, I think we, by eliminating that perspective and not necessarily being totally honest, like, look, we struggling right now. Light's about to get cut off, but y'all don't have to worry about that. They kind of figure like, you know, maybe I can lay around for another year or two. And, you know, if the basketball pop off and it pop off, if it don't, then, you know, I'll figure out what's out there. And the, you, there's just, their work ethic is totally gone. Yeah. So whenever I um, went off to school, I, I was tr trash. My GPA was horrible, but it wasn't because I couldn't do it. So my parents are the type of people, they will support you if you're doing what you're supposed to do. So I got it from both ends, um, uh, my mom and my dad, like, okay, we know that you're smart. There's no reason why you're not passing classes in and you me messing up your scholarship money because it's not renewable if you don't have this GPA, yada, yada. Right. So when I finally got myself together, it was like, all right, so now that I see you helping yourself, I'm gonna help you. Now that I see, now, oh, you want to buy a house? Okay, we can help you with your down payment or your closing costs or no. whatever. But it was not like these kids now. Because the <sighs> students that I teach right now, they are laced from head to toe. Yeah. And ain't brought a book bag the first. Why you don't have your book bag, sweet love? You know we coming in here Sweet to do love. Work. Don't you want her as a Why teacher? Why don't you have your book bag? We are one-to-one -one school. Your computer should be in your book bag. Your book bag should be on your back. Why don't you have that? You can't do your work. And I'm not giving you an iPad because you chose not to bring it. Then I call their parents. Oh, well, I didn't even see him this morning. Why? Why didn't you see your child before they left for school? Yeah. And like, we're not being judgmental. They really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even that. Yeah, you're not but being judgmental. They're 12. You're holding so them. make the decision that they want to make in the moment. So you need to be monitoring yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm carefully saying that to them without saying, girl, why are you not watching your child? I'm like, well, I'm sorry that that happened, but... Um, I need you to come to the school because he doesn't have a computer to use and I'm not giving him an iPad because this was a choice. Yeah, and you're holding them responsible. And I feel yes, like it. we get chastised 
for mm-hmm. holding you responsible. And I'm talking about even just the kids out here in general. I mean, you have people doing the most obscene shit, only fans. You know, you got the people running up and people in stores, you know, trying to scare them and not, and getting beat the fuck up and getting, some somebody got shot doing that shit. It's like, yeah. but you don't realize why we're concerned. You don't realize that is alarming when you think, like I was talking to um, Kenny and Jessica in the thing, I posted it on um, my stories and I did a like little poll, like am I hating? Cause I was basically saying like oh, yeah. people out here are train wrecks and people are buying into the train wreck thing of it all. But do y'all remember the one Boonk that tattooed his face all up and was doing all the stupid shit and ended up going to jail and turn pasta? You know, it's like they go through all these things. Oh yeah, he was off the chain. Yeah, he was. But it becomes a culture where you actually, and I'm talking to you, all you platforms, y'all paying these idiots. Y'all amplifying their algorithms so that more traffic can come see this dumb shit. But y'all not concerned? Y'all not concerned that y'all daughters are gonna get involved with one of these young men or y'all sons are gonna get involved with one of these young ladies. You know, I done seen a black woman take a white man's soul now, huh? Hello? Don't let that go over your head. Y'all acting like it's cool and y'all, but y'all, y'all perpetuating it. Now you got a, a mixed grand goddamn kid and you you, you voted for Trump. <laughs> it's ignorant sales. I didn't mean That's to like bust the that reality down, but I meant shows. Their viewers, because all they're doing is being ignorant, and and now that's what's perpetuated across the internet, across the television stations, and everywhere. Yeah, it's no longer the Cosby's and and things that make you this positive, that make you want to um, be better. that, or we're sitting at home like, oh, he's a doctor, she's a lawyer, da 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 da. I want that. It's a lot of ignorance on there, so <sighs> they want to be ignorant. Yeah, I guess there's no order either or process to your point. When we were coming up, you know, you had visuals and options of what you could be. It ain't even no options. I ain't gonna hold you y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, one time for the city girls, Puff Daddy. Act bad. Now, first of all, if I'm the city girls, I'm mad because that's y'all saying, y'all gonna let this this 59 year old man take your thing and make a song and put you on it. But hey, whatever you wanna do. Isn't that 59? No, I, I don't, I'm just joking. No, he, but he is a city girl. Okay, no, he's butt naked in the video. Okay, Let, let's just talk about this ladies. Like, the ignorance of our culture to continuously promote ignorance. It's un, 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 unbelievable. I, I, you know, you can't help but see it. It's everywhere. Act bad, 12 midnight, the, the trailer. You got damn near a porno being shot. Now this is what the, the, the trailer is alluding to. You got some type of sexual thing going on. The thing is whatever. You got Puff Daddy on the couch, clearly naked because they got the thing around. The, 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 yeah, oh yeah, it's off chain, yeah. To keep the thing going, they got to go to the store and you got to pull out 100,000. She got to have a, a bunch of Chanel bags. You know, just all the things. And I get it, listen, I get it. I do, I, I get it. But my, my guy, Puff Daddy, come on, bro. Like, you got grown kids, but then you got teenage girls. I'm sorry, I'm confused. I am confused. And I don't want nobody to misunderstand what I'm saying. If you want to go and date someone that could be your daughter, if you want to go and have relations with multiple, live your best life. I'm not hating on you, but you are responsible for the ones looking at you, especially in your media circle. I don't give a fuck what you think is happening. But you're responsible for that. And I'm tired. I'm just tired because it ain't even fun no more. Back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, story time. Are you ready for story time? It's story time. (laughs) On the campus of Clark Atlanta University, I was promoting for a club called The Phoenix. It became the warehouse where I did the legendary funk clinic. And this particular party was being thrown by a friend from Washington, D.C., where I used to go to his parties all the time. His name is Ron DeBerry. If you ever remember the Ritz in D.C. and Kilimanjaro's and all these, he did the part. So he was, I got Luke. We bring him to the Phoenix. I want you to promote it. 
I said, well, say less, Uncle Luke. Don't stop. Get it, get it. I want to run. I want to run. I want I was excited. I said, we're going to do the thing. Okay, I'm going to let you know because I'm not judging you, Puff Daddy. I'm concerned. I was in the goddamn club that night. And I don't know what happened. They just had a fucking three-on-three -three situation. They was missing one. I stepped in the line. I just stepped in the line. I was on the line. It was a line. It was girls that was half naked in front of me. And I was 22 and a half, okay? I was 22 years old, maybe 21 and a half. I don't know. I don't remember. The shit gets blurry. But ladies and gentlemen, they had a 69 scene, okay? And I'm a little aggressive, you know? And I bit her, okay, I bit her thigh, like about it, you know, I bit her. I bit, I was excited, you know? So she gets excited back, nigga, she tries to kiss me. I say, oh, no, I was playing. I wasn't really into the thing, so I get up, and then everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, nigga, whoa. Just took my pants down to my yeah, drawers and everything, this whole stage, like, man out, man out. Yeah, man was out. Little story time for y'all, just to let y'all know I was once there. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show is brought to you by Mickey D's. The realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. Oh, baby, I want extra pickles. Yeah, that's right, extra pickles. And then give me a chocolate milkshake and add some vanilla and strawberry. All the best nights out in with a bite from Mickey D's. Jessica, I can't feel my face. Please, let's go by McDonald's. <laughs> A full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. Uh, excuse me, I said I wanted the quarter pound of cheese. You said filet of fish. I'm telling you right now what I want. A full car of what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. What you want, Kenny? I want uh, a Big Mac meal, 10-piece nuggets, and two milkshakes. Uh, he wants a big And a filet of fish. Boy, what you want? Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole family to dinner. Everyone's got their own. Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious memories today. TKBS Nation. With some of the best and most capable vehicles in the world, Ford knows strong means more than just physical. Ford is sharing the inspiring stories of those behind the wheel who are accomplishing their goals, pursuing their dreams, and creating the world they want to live in. Built Ford Proud highlights D. Bryant, a Ford driver who has shown strength in how she is breaking boundaries to create change in her field for those all around her. D. Bryant is a professional stunt driver featured in over 100 films, movies, and shows. She began riding motorcycles at the age of 11. D has done stunts in many commercials, but she always finds herself gravitating towards Ford vehicles as her personal ride went off screen. In fact, much of her stunt driving training took place in a Ford Mustang. D is one of few females and even fewer African-American female stunt drivers in the industry. She constantly battles against sexism, racism, and unfair representation as many productions try to get around hiring female drivers. As a part of her fight for equality, she co-founded the Association of Women Drivers, a stunt driving school where she helps teach other women to stunt drive. She is just one of many examples that show us that Ford drivers span all walks of life, each with an individual story that shows how they are built Ford Proud. Learn more about D. Bryant's story at Ford.com slash Built Ford Proud. Breaking the mold, strengthening communities, creating change. Real stories brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Proud. One in eight. That's how many people have worked at McDonald's and where some have continued their career. Where graduates of McDonald's Career Online High School program are now role models leading the next generation. Where aunties, uncles, cousins, and communities learn skills they can use in every aspect of life. Hi, welcome to McDonald's. One in eight have worked at McDonald's, and where you start stays with you. TKBS Nation, this podcast is brought to you by the good folks at American Express. With Amex, every day can feel like a vacation. And I swear I mean it when I say it. I went to Miami this weekend because I have two areas that wanted to celebrate by some water. So we land, go to the Soul House, and guess what we checked in using? Yes, my Amex. That night, 
The Janet Jackson and Ludacris concert was in Hollywood, California. We drove out, so the car service and the drinks went on what? Yes, my Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, my Aries are spoiled rotten. They wanted a boat the next day. What did I pay for the boat with? My Amex. That evening, I wanted some Chinese food. Yes, I got what I wanted at Mr. Child's, and guess what I used to pay for dinner with? Yes, my American Express. The dream is real. When you're with Amex, you can make every day feel like the best day ever. American Express, don't live life without it. I just learned Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite soup dumpling restaurant doubled all the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled and the best part you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it nope discover does it automatically seriously though see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match but puff you're older than me okay you got more kids than me all right okay you take care of more women than me okay all i'm saying is that we have a responsibility at some point in our lives, we have to put the thing down or put him up. You gotta put the thing up, okay? It's time to put the thing up. I have a reason to be concerned. Am I, am I tripping? You're not tripping. You're crazy, but you're not tripping. <laughs> hey, listen, story time could go on for the next 59 years, okay? I got some story for you. Yeah, I had let everything loose. But I tell you that because I, I I feel like they think we ain't been through it, y'all. Like people be thinking you tripping because you if I listen and I, I listen, live your best life, pub. I'm not really I'm really not hating. I, I'm really just pointing out some shit that's obvious to everybody, but ain't nobody saying nothing to your motherfucking ass. But I just feel <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we get into this vibe, right? And men and women. You know what I'm saying? Coco just went through it. I tell you like just went through it. And he got married because he just he probably went through it so bad that he had to just get his, <laughs> get his whole life together. Sugar, I don't, you secretive, sugar. I don't know what you got in your closet over there, but I'm sure. I don't know where you're going no, no, with there. We're going with what, Coco? Can I finish the story? Because <laughs> who said I was in it? I'm trying to say we all go through things in life where we might want to reflect back and, and be the people we was and try some shit we ain't tried and do something. But at a certain point, oh, yeah, it's no going okay. back. I ran up in the Sonny Lewis Burns' baby shot today. I said, no more hot girl summer. It's over. You about to have my nephew. It's no more hot girl summer. She's like, wait, I'll be, I'll have a stroller. She's funny. <laughs> but my point is y'all at some point, but she's clearly grown and having a baby and getting married. But the moral of the story is that we have to grow. Do we want to continue the bullshit? Cause the cycle's never ending. Now your dick gonna fall off. Your pussy gonna get bumped the fuck up. You're gonna have some kids, somebody you do not want to be in a relationship with. It's gonna be somebody dead from the experience you fuck around. The more you fuck around, the more you're gonna find out. Huh? There's still yeah, there's a thing called AIDS out here still, okay? You motherfuckers think shit's sweet, and it's not, I just, I'm just telling y'all. How many passes God gonna give you? I just want to know, I need to know, I got to know. Huh? There's always forgiveness. Oh, Lord, I want to bust that gun. I don't know where, I just said AIDS, and she said there's forgiveness. Let a nigga give you that package, and see how you, hello? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I don't. That, lug, that Louis luggage. Is that, that, that luggage is terrible because you be, ooh, you can't go outside. I, listen, I just want to tell y'all, am I wrong? Or ask y'all, am I wrong? It has to stop. But and you know what? Forget the AIDS and the herpes. Don't forget it, but set that aside. He like, said, you don't have, forget it. <laughs> set it aside. Where I live, they feel like you can just cure it with an aspirin, but you can't. That shit don't go, go away. Even if it go away, it's there, y'all. For all of y'all nasty motherfuckers, you understand that shit is still there. Just because you can put the cream on it and it go away for three weeks, <laughs> it's coming back to see you. It is de it's definitely like an in-law. But forget that. Like, imagine what you're teaching your sons. Like, you're teaching your sons that it's okay to have multiple women pregnant and not to ever commit to anything, to just date somebody who can really be your daughter to like have no responsibility. And then you wonder why the kid is in the house tearing up the TV, why he about to smack you in the face, why what? he got a grenade in the basement. I got a bust a gun, it's coming. Don't, don't bust it. <laughs> we wonder why. So if you can set your 
your personal agenda aside and realize you've got two young girls who are also watching you. They are all like you are the first man they will ever love. And they're going to feel like, you know, it's okay if I have a child by two or three different dudes because my daddy does and he's successful. And that's not just for him. That's for anybody. It's like you, you, you're teaching something that is very bad. Bad. Act bad. Yes. Act bad is the song, huh? Mm -hmm. But then that goes back to this. Girls are not allowed to do what guys do. They in our in in our day, not now, child. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't. He's not going to promote his daughters having children with several different dudes. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely not in theory. But if they go on and do it, what do you think they got to do? Going to do it. Where do you think they got it from? I, I'm just curious. I'm asking a serious question. What you I mean, see, the apple don't emulate. fall far from the tree, but I just don't think that it would be the same. He wouldn't be encouraging them to do that. In fact, he would probably discourage them, and he was probably having the mindset of do as I say, not as I do. Like, I'm living life. I'm doing this in this fake facade of what life is. You're living in a fantasy world of love, but no, that's not even real. You don't even know what love is because you don't know who you are. Oof. Bye. Oof. I feel a I feel a dear dear young Miami coming. Um, oh Lord! Actually, let me let me, dear Carisha, your light is so bright, and you are who you were from the beginning. That's the way we met you, and honey, just like Cardi B, okay, with all the ratchet tendencies, all of the act bad attitude we're here for it and you too can find a husband and have kids and settle down and let go of those ratchet ways because we all i just told you a story carisha if you listen i too dropped my draws one time into the flow not not for puff but the point i'm trying to make you too can grow and that's the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen. We got to grow. We got to grow. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, I I wanted to have the coming of age conversation because I just feel like the youngest think we squares and we ain't done nothing and we ain't seen nothing. And we just telling them things to just tell them to be opinionated or judgmental. But they're not hearing that. What they're seeing is somebody who is messing with young women or somebody who is a rapper at 40 still talking reckless i was on the gram today and a guy you know a rapper from la you in your 40s bro damn near 50 and you still talking about i either bust a vibe or i bust a gun like at 50 mm. that's what that's what you're talking about you want to so fight at 50 you want to have beef you must wear them busy jeans that's it's all connected you wear them busy jeans and you young you are 50 plus and you still at City Trends. Like, Listen, my, my partner True called me today. He said, Kenny, I'm at brunch in Atlanta. I was trying to see you. They twerking. I don't know where to go. I said, you got to call me to stay out the twerk zone. <laughs> but it's unbelievable. I don't even think there's a judgment anymore, to be honest. I think it's just part of the thing. Because where would you go just to twerk? Like, for brunch. Now, let, let, <laughs> I'm, this Atlanta was, brunch is different though No but I'm just saying it's, it's not though Sugar they out really outside Doing the most all day I bet half of them can't fuck I bet half of them ain't as sexual No no I'm just saying I gotta call I, I, That's part of me too now I told y'all it was many things Well twerking is a different movement than the other one No but I'm just saying it, it, They be twerking they be all this tongue out When they probably can't suck dick I'm just saying y'all wanna be I'm fighting let's fight <laughs> Cause it's an act. Speak to the twerking and all that. I don't. I don't know. It's an and act. Listen, if you are in your forties, fellas, and you dating somebody twenty, I want you to go get some help. First of all, second of all, if you don't know, women in their forties are very nasty. So if you just go get one, they they really will show you a few things. But <laughs> when they're in their twenties, they don't even know how to wipe right. So the back shot win ain't even gonna be right. Get you some wipe right. They don't know how to wipe yeah, they, right. Yeah, they they, they dabbing yeah. it, and so when you speak go for down, you, <laughs> you got to make sure you speak for them right, the right ones. Because well, you got to get, you, you got to wrap it. You got to wrap that. 
couple times and wipe. Y'all, y'all can't just that. Nah, that's our young brothers. Them niggas don't use wipes. They still wiping their ass with tissue. I don't know how you get no pussy, young nigga. You outside stanky. You stank. No. I, ladies, how y'all dealing with these stanky niggas? Because if they ass stink, they balls gotta stink. I'm just, I'm asking. If you ever go on vacation, hold on, ladies. If you ever go on vacation with a man you just started dating and he didn't bring no wipes, you might want to get that nigga in the shower before you suck his dick. That's all I'm saying. Nasty bitch. I don't even know where this conversation just went. I don't. But I wanted to follow up on what Taylor was saying because I don't understand why the men that's 40 and up want to date the 20 year olds. The, the guys in their 20s and early 30s, they want to date the 40 year olds because they said the 20 year olds ain't doing nothing. Well, I'll tell you why they want to date the 20 year olds because 20 year olds are more excited about it. 40 year olds. They excited about what? They want to suck the skin off your body for no reason. <laughs> It ain't no enticing. Oh. It ain't no getting you drunk. It ain't feeding you. It ain't all the shit that come with these grown women. So That's why the little boys don't want them? The little boys can't get them because don't no young woman with aspiration want no young nigga. They want a motherfucker with some paper, some security and that can move them around and show them some teaching them some things. It's the, it's the oldest thing in so the history of the world. I have all the younger guys trying to holler at me because they think I'm a sugar mama. No, they probably, since you want to bust it wide open. So you know what I'm saying? They yeah. probably trying to holler. <laughs> Yeah, they can smell. They, they can, can smell, smell it. They can yeah. smell your aura. Yeah, they can smell your. Aura. No, ma'am. Beat them off with a bat. Ma'am, you're exuding. You want to get your back broke? Okay, ma'am. He said it's giving very much. It's giving. It's giving very much. You need your uh, faux locks pulled out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where this is. This is getting oh violent. I know this is getting violent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. But I think, you know, again, coming of age goes for grown-ups, too. At some point, you got to act your motherfucking age. I'm sorry. You ain't Listen, you ain't got to wear orthopedics. You ain't got to just go from goddamn designer jeans to Levi's only. You know what I mean? You got to do the things that, that older folk do, but you got you to gotta come of age. You got, you got to be grown. You got to act grown. A hundred percent. I definitely agree. Because it's a problem when you're trying to teach somebody something, but you're trying to be like them, too. That's the problem I'm having with these older people. You can wear whatever you want to wear and still be 50. You can, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be talking. And I, you, listen, let me tell y'all something. The only thing I'm great at other than people is I can sense some bullshit. The, my bullshit meter is a motherfucker. I'm talking about my, my bullshit meter. You're not finna run no game, no kind of way on me. But these motherfuckers really be out here like trying to be young. Trying to be young. Okay, good. Dress one way, I get it. You want to start doing this, that, and the third, and you working out, all that. But trying to be young when you're 40 years old, 45 years old, that experience going to help you more than it's going to hurt you now. Don't y'all know do that? They, do you think they do that because they missed out on being young because they was grown when they were young? Yeah, but that ain't... Listen, I'm going to just say... Nah, because they suckers. Ooh, expound. <laughs> You're, you're a sucker. I don't, I'm from the streets. I've been around people with money. People who actually experience money, understand what money can do, understand what to do with opportunities are not trying to be like the young people. Yeah. You know why? Because they understand like, yo, that's really stupid. One, y'all outside and y'all reckless, y'all crashing. I don't want no parts of that. I mean, if you want to see somebody other than Kenny, just look at 50, right? Yeah, super thugged out but you're not gonna find me around stuff that can get me in trouble and he right. said something that I really enjoyed it was like Jay-Z I mean Jay-Z right like the, the Nas you know he about that right like grown men like have you ever seen Nas dress and I hate to, I hate to give Kenny another shout out but have you ever seen KB dress he's probably one of the only brothers I, I look at and be like I don't know why Jessica keeps letting him buy clothes because he's making me sick. Like the, 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 the outfits be, cr- but that's how somebody, a grown man, dress. Why are you fifty and three hundred and twenty-five pounds with skinny jeans, Mr. Ross? I don't understand it. I just oh, don't. Oh wow! Ooh. Ah! Ooh. Like why you why you online for ten hours talking about another grown man? I don't know no boss like that. Ooh! I, I don't. That, that's not how a boss move. A boss mm. would see you somewhere catch you by your collar and say hey look what you're doing right now we're not gonna do this no more and, the, no and more the thing paper. about ross is he's such a successful entrepreneur 
to not lock all, all the way into what you're talking about. So I'm going to leave that there. But I, I do agree. And I think that, you know, and I want to know how you feel, Sugar and, and Coco. But, you know, the reason why we win in life is because we add the value of what we learned along the way. Nice. And adding that value of what you learn adds value to the things you say. The reason I want to even have this discussion because I want these youngers to see the value in what we're saying. That's why I share story time. That's why I share the things. You know, I'm, I'm calling out motherfuckers all day long in, in the most respectful way possible. I'm not, I'm encouraging them to be themselves, but at the same time, you can't be a certain age getting no respect from a person like me doing that shit. So if you care about my opinion or my perspective, you better adjust. Or people like me, because there's plenty of people like me. Now, the more and more we have these conversations, we find that out now, don't we? But, but Sugar, what you think, baby? Because I just feel like it's extinction. It is ultimately extinction if we continue this type of behavior. It really, to me, goes back to accountability. Mm. And when people surround themselves with yes people, there is no accountability. You don't want anybody to hold you accountable. So that's why you continue to surround yourself with people that are your fans or people that I tell you. And even people that are on the same level as you as far as what accolades you've accomplished and all of the business acumen that you have and all of what if you're in the same tax bracket, if they are still fanning out over you, they are not going to tell you when you are wrong. Hold on. That's why I don't care nothing about mm. nobody. Mm. In the in the, and I say that with the utmost respect, but I don't care. Mm. We still got to go to the toilet the same. Hello. We still got to pay the same bills. We still, I mean, we still the same people. When you get down to the the core of it, your heart, if your heart stops beating, you're out of here. If mine does too, you out of here. I care. That's why I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm not impressed by anything mm. that people have when it's something that is dispensable. Everything is dispensable. You can lose it all at, at any moment, Oof. and then you back to the back to the drawing board like the rest of. Us. She got me rocking. So, Right. Back exactly. I mean, no, I just don't get impressed by people. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, hey, Sugar, you, let me yeah. tell you the bomb you just dropped on accident. No, it's on purpose. No, 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 watch. Let me, come on, can I just, can I get involved? I don't want to get involved with your amazing. <laughs> I just want to be involved with your amazingness. Literally, you said that you bring all these people around you, right, to yes you to death. That's what ends up happening. They yes you mm-hmm. to death. Now, if you want to bring somebody around you, if you right, you're going to be right. If you got the better idea, you're going to have a better idea. But you got to have people that challenge you. You have Facts. to have people that challenge that creativity. That's how you get the best out of yourself. People be people really think it's them, y'all. I really feel like people think that they just the keeper of the, of the thing. No, motherfucker. The thing is the thing. And it comes from many different people. You can't just have one. You cannot even look at me and not see the best of of the people I've been around. I'm damn sure gonna emulate some of that shit. I didn't I, I didn't work this hard and get get close to some of the greatest ever not to soak up some game, not even soak it up, implement it into my game. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And I'm so glad you hit on that because people don't really realize that's the win. The win is when you got people around you that add value. Yes and me gonna do what? No one's gonna tell, and yes, I'm gonna be a little egotistical right now. Who gonna tell me about some fashion? Who gonna tell me about things that I know? Those are things I know, but guess what I don't know? Way more than I do. Okay. Way. The reason this is so fulfilling is because we just some real motherfuckers have some real conversation. But guess what? What do we find out every single time we talk? It's 10,000 other motherfuckers plus that believe the same shit, think the same shit. Then you have created the world you want to see. That's how I start. So I, you know, I, Sugar, you did, your dad is a preacher. So your dad is a pastor. He is a, Leader of men, you know what I'm saying? It rubbed off on you. Okay, I'm glad he didn't throw your ass out the house like my mama and Coco mama did. You know what I'm saying? Because you special. <laughs> but y'all, I, I want to I talk about this extinction thing for two seconds. Life as we know it has been changed. 
It is not the same world we grew up in. It's not the same world it was a decade ago. Times are different. It's going to continue to evolve and change. But what I think that the real problem is that we're not thinking about extinction of what we know to be our world. When I talk about music, when I talk about community, when I talk about our heritage and legacy and our institutions of valuable culture, like it could be extinct, y'all. You got Ron DeSantis wants to wipe black history just out of the, the, the vocabulary. And they feel threatened because white people have marginalized black and brown people the entire fucking time. The entire time. From taking the land from the Indians to bringing slaves over. White people have been the destructive force in the world the entire time. So yes, because of all the movements that are pro-black, pro-brown, pro-lifestyle, pro-anything other than what they want to do, is it feels threatening to them. So when I, I bring up the word extinction, I mean it. You will see a form of music that has created a billion dollar business, multi-billion dollar business, almost trillion dollar business, be wiped from the face of the earth if we continue to make the death kill misogyny shit. It's gonna be through gun violence, it's gonna be through um, sex and disease, it's gonna be, I mean, the shit is real. And I, I wanted to end on extinction because I really feel like people are not thinking about that. When you see a COVID virus come through and kill 800,000 people in New York alone, uh, birthplace of hip hop, um, on an island, steadily sinking, as they say, the more they build on this little small island. I mean, all these things run through my head. So I don't know, y'all. I, I, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I want to know how you feel because I feel like there is a big agenda here and we're not really paying attention. No, I definitely agree with you on that aspect. And they've been putting an agenda out there to our generations, our younger generations, for a very long time. And so I do see that coming because um, what was is no longer there. Yeah. The hip hop that we grew up on yeah, there was some violence, but there was also some positive messages in there, intertwined in there as well. Yeah. So now it seems more so negative than I can't name a positive song. Well, and then again, I don't even listen to it. Facts. I listen to 90s music Yeah. because of that. You listen to Chris but, Brown. Yes. What's your song, I, baby? I Come on, give it to him. Which one? Whatever one. Uh, we. I like We. Okay, yeah. you're not excited. Okay, oh, next let's shoot, let's shoot Chris Brown down. I was trying to give you, I was trying to give you a sing moment so we get <laughs> shit. Chris, she's in love with someone else. Next, I'm sorry, yeah, continue. No, I was, I was just saying that that is it. But when we're talking about extinction and come up of age, um, one of the things that I would like for some of the young people to do is to experience life, not just live in the moment. Yeah, but experience. Instead of sitting around, being on the computer and doing different things, go to a different country, experience different cultures and, and those kind of things. Really experience life. Amen. Sugar, talk to me, baby. Well, it's just sickening, really, that there's not been accountability for multiple generations. Mm. So these students that I have right now aren't held accountable, but their parents also we're not held accountable so they have normalized the lack of accountability and it's really hard to bring that back to their remembrance because mm. they don't know yes and the parents don't know so it's like we've got to start over and work with parents wow. i just want um our younger generation to have more accountability and don't be a yes man to your homegirls and your homeboys be be that person that's going to be a voice of reason amen round of applause for sugar sugar you light my fire And I know Taylor has something to add. Man, the extinction of balance. Like right now, the power's. Hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on. (laughs) I was just thinking about. Sorry, balance, please continue, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, when I was growing up, you might hear NWA, but you was also going to hear Public Enemy on the radio, right? And so it's the Dear Mama versus the ambitions of a rider, the balance. Now everything is shoot you, kill you, have sex with me, my pussy's out, everything. 
there is no balance. And so all kids have to think about is the 95% of what they are consuming. So there are no comments, you know, on the radio. There are no most deaf Talib Kweli on the radio. There's no old Kanye on the radio who might tell you, hey, look, I did this. And I had this problem, but th- here's how you get over it. There is no balance. And so I think the powers that be understand that because the white community gets, gets to go home to their balance, right? To their country music, to their pop, which is positive in, in many aspects. Why we get to just sit in the devastation of what we are being fed. And so with sit that- Sit in the devastation balance, of what we're being said? Are you writing books over there? <laughs> nah, I wish. <laughs> If you listen to the radio, Dog. you will not find a balance of anything. Wow. Like you have to dig to find a rhapsody, right? She's got it. You have to almost double the marketing budget for her as dope as she is, right? Because something that is contrary to that, again, the powers that be, I can keep you in jail. I can keep you in the hood. I can keep you underneath me and marginalized Man. if I can show you that you don't mean nothing. And if you can celebrate your nothingness, and oh, we're winning. Listen, listen, Taylor, I hear you. Uh, Coco, I hear you. Sugar, I hear you. I, it, balance is the perfect word. Um, mm-hmm. Youngest, we're not judging you. We are concerned about you. You have no balance. You are revving your engine to the point like it's gonna explode. You're overheating. It's way too hot. You need to calm and cool down and you know, again, we're not judging, we are concerned. And we tried to have this conversation for you to uh, have conversations with your fathers and mothers and, and significant others or people that you look to for guidance because coming of age is hard. It was hard for all of us to accept that we had to be adults, but guess what? At least we went at it head on. We didn't complain, we didn't fuss, we might've complained a little bit, but we didn't fuss maybe a little bit, but we didn't do it to the point where people looked at us like we had no skill sets or didn't we didn't have any desire to to better ourselves and our lives you all are products of it everything that you're benefiting from in the world today comes from the shoulders of the people that came before you and if we're the generation right behind you, well, God damn it, we're responsible for a lot of it. Okay, so I need you to please lock into this conversation and spread the word to the nation. Bars. Um, I don't know how we got into this super sexual thing. You know, Coco always wants to bring this shit up during <laughs> important you. conversations. It was me. Um, but we love you, Coco, and your sexuality. I and love you, you, then just keep going. And we... <laughs> When you, when you believe your lie, you, you make it sound like the truth. Round of applause for my illustrious <laughs> panel of superheroes. Lord have mercy. I swear to God, Coco can't do no wrong in front of Shilko. You feel me? Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, it was a hell of a Memorial Day weekend. I hope y'all are recovering. And more importantly, I hope you're getting everything you came for. Again, on behalf of Coco, Kendra Burns, uh, Dr. Sugar Burns, and Tay Ule from Round the Way, we want to thank you for joining us for this coming-of-age conversation on the Kendra Burns Show. And on the count of three, we're going to do what we do. One, two, the dream, dream is, is real. You know, and then Sugar doesn't say nothing. Okay, I'm going to bust that gun for her pretty guy and her teeth. All right. Peace. The, 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 the dream is real.